Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gann, alongside my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at Just Saying, no GWJS for article and video updates. And get us on Spotify in your ears at Just Saying Football. But we are in week 16. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling jolly. All right. I have my my Christmas attire, but Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody. Yep. <laughs> happy Holidays to all. So the way we're going to break down this Sunday Superflex is we're going to give you guys the Saturday games, the Sunday games, and the Monday games. we got some Christmas Eve and Christmas Day games and a lot of yeah. football throughout the weekend. So make sure your fantasy lineups are set. Make sure you're ready uh, to kick back, open up presents, and uh, watch some football. Yeah, we got football. And basketball. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and like you said, basketball all day on Monday. That's going to be it's going to be a good weekend for sure. I'm ready, man. Week 16, three weeks left in the regular season. You mentioned it. We're only two weeks out uh, from, the, you know, one week out for fantasy championships. Things are getting heated. You know, I've been saying it every week now, and it's getting, getting more real is that teams are either in it or they're out. And, you know, you can kind of tell today we're going to be talking about some teams that are really, you know, gunning for playoff spots and some that are in tank season. But let's get into it, buddy. It's going to be a really good slate of games. That is a perfect transition for our first game where we have the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Cincinnati's favorite is one minus one and a half over under here. 37. Steelers have been struggling as of late. Meanwhile, the Bengals have been surging. My Minnesota Vikings are scoring 24 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, Jake Browning has won three out of his first four games. First guy to do it since Boomer. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, definitely, um, you know, definitely got to give credit where it's due to Jake Browning. Obviously, the Bengals, they've been on a pretty solid streak the last few weeks. They're winning three straight. Um, you know, give me them on a road win here. Um, you know, I think that Jake Browning has the weapons around him. No chase this week. But the Steelers, man, they just have not been trending in the right direction. You know, they're kind of trending towards Tomlin's first losing season. And, um, you know, they've lost three straight. So I'm going with the hot hand, going with Cincy. I'm taking them by one and a half, no problem. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Bengals on this one. I think this game is going to be closer uh, than people think. I also think it might be a little bit low scoring. I, I kind of like the under on 37, quite honestly. I do think that the Steelers bounce back in this game. They're at home. It's a divisional game. I'm not saying bounce back as a win. I think bounce back, they're going to be playing a little bit better. With no Jamar Chase, I do think this helps them out a little bit more. They know that they've got to focus in on T. Higgins, who had an insane touchdown last week. Uh, but yeah, I'm locking in the Bengals. What they did last week in the last few weeks has been great. Also, they... Pittsburgh making a quarterback change, we should mention, from Mitchell Trubisky to Mason Rudolph, one of the OG backups uh, for them. So, Yeah, and that can't be you know, I'm telling you. I see that's that a, start. I'm going back. That's a parallel step. That, that, didn't go, that didn't help him out. All right, let's move this right along. So we have the Buffalo Bills making their way to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Buffalo is favored in this one. Minus 12.5, over under here at 44. Now the Chargers are coming off of that embarrassing 63-point defensive performance where they gave up way too many points. What are your thoughts on this one? They just fired their head coach, Brandon Saley. Yeah, I mean, hot take, but I got to say, I genuinely think that L.A. could possibly be the worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, even with Herbert, we saw them a couple weeks ago going with, you know, you know they won 6-0. We saw how they reacted without Herbert. And now, um, you know, it can't just be two guys. It has to be the whole team. When you take those two guys out of it, they're giving up 63 points. They have five of their best guys out, and they have the highest cap penalty this year. Um, you know, just going not to go off on the Chargers, but I will say the Bills, 
they're trending in the right direction, man. They are one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC. Um, they, they have an easy matchup right here after dominating the Cowboys last week. And I'm taking the Bills no problem at 12 and a half. I think they are just going to run away with it and have their own, their selves like, you know, some holiday presents of their own. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, uh, I think the Chargers are going to be one of those teams that in the offseason you're going to focus on and be like, Mac is gone, Bose is gone, Allen's gone, you know, new coach coming in. This is going to be a whole revamp for this team, absolutely. One thing I just want to point out about the Bills, really impressive win last week against the Cowboys because I said I trust the Cowboys' defense more than anything. The Cowboys' defense uh, or offense only put up 195 yards. James Cook had 221 total yards, so they are absolutely trending in the right direction. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of them. I do believe it's going to be all Bills all day. Um, yeah. But let's keep us moving along. So we're now into our Sunday games. when We have the Indianapolis Colts making their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Atlanta's favorite this one, minus one and a half. Over under here, 44 and a half. Not sure why Atlanta's favorite in this one, but they are. Yeah, you know, a little public service announcement. Me and Shanzi do not like this line. We were looking at Atlanta as how in the hell are they favored? Have people been watching Indianapolis and them winning these close games and somehow having Gardner Minshew ride them into, you know, the top, you know, tied right now, tied with uh, Texans and Jaguars in a three-way tie for the lead in the AFC uh, South. And, you know, there there's a lot more on the line for them here. Atlanta on the other side, close to division. But I don't see them as one of the better teams in their division. So give me Indy on the road. This could be, you know, our our big upset of the week for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to go with the Colts here as well. Jonathan Taylor's full participant in practice this week means that they're going to be getting their star running back back. Zach Moss has been excellent uh, in in his stay at times. But obviously, Jonathan Taylor brings a little bit more to this team. I just, you know, Falcons are benching Desmond Ritter again. Don't see him being the quarterback in the future now if they're benching him again. So Taylor Taylor Heineke is going to be in. I think that might help out their offense a little bit more. We've seen him move the ball, you know, more effectively. He just makes his decisions quicker than Ritter does. That's what happens when you get a veteran in there. But I just don't see them walking away with the win, though. This will be a good running back matchup. Young B. John Robinson, the the future face of the NFL running back group. Jonathan Taylor, obviously the current face of it right now. So that'll be a good one. But let's move this into our next one, where I believe we're both going to go with Green Bay. And this one. So you get the Green Bay Packers making the way to Carolina, take on the Panthers. Green Bay's here this one minus. Five over under here of 36 and a half. Now, I called the Panthers win last week against the Falcons. Uh, they did get that one. Not going to go that way this way. Definitely going to lock in Green Bay. They just have a much better team than Carolina. And it's not a division opponent, which is why I felt comfortable <laughs> with Carolina last week. Yeah, I was going to say, you had one of the better calls. You texted me, you were like, I can't believe Carolina came in. So much else was wrong, uh, but, but I got that not, one. It's not happening this week. I agree. Me and you, totally easy one. Uh, probably the easiest spread of the day at five for Green Bay. Um, you know, they haven't been great, but the Panthers are so terrible. I think that, you know, Green Bay is going to be able to run right through them. Um, I see a lot of, you know, interesting stuff coming with this Green Bay offense. Jaden Reed, um, De- Devontae and Wicks, both guys went off last week. I, I think that, you know, with Christian Watson out, you see Romeo Dobbs, you see – all these other weapons. I think that Jordan Lowe's done a good job using his weapons. Um, the Panthers, they lack all of those skills. So give me the Packers on the road for sure. Panthers, another team like the Chargers, you're going to be having to pay a lot of attention to because there'll be a lot of changes going on there. All right, let's move this right along. So we have the Cleveland Browns making the way to Houston and take on the Texans. Cleveland is favorite by minus two and a half over under here of 40. Um, no CJ Stroud again. It is looking like uh, reports are coming out. So I'm going to lock in. 
the Cleveland Browns in this one. Between what their offense has been doing, what Joe Flacco has been playing, just seems to just be loving throwing the ball left and right. He threaded the needle last week on a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, which you couldn't believe they actually uh, caught that uh, and scored on that. But the no C.J. Stroud, we've been seeing the effects last week. They weren't able to put up a ton of points despite the win against Tennessee. I just don't think it's going to be this weekend. Browns have a great defense. They've let up a few more points and a few more yards recently. Don't let that deter you from the solid defense. Yeah, you know, giving up more yards and giving up more touchdowns, especially for a team that for the first 10 weeks had a record pace of not giving up, we're going to definitely see them kind of lose it in December here, especially since they've lost their quarterback and their running back and a bunch of different guys. Um, Yeah, give me Cleveland, no problem. You know, I love what I saw last week. A lot of fight from the defense all the way down to the wire. You know, they went into the Hail Mary and they didn't give up. Um, so yeah, give me Cleveland on the road. You know, it seems like the trend is this week. A lot of road teams are going to go in there and kick ass. Yep. All right. I love this. Let's keep us moving along to an NFC North showdown when the Detroit Lions make their way to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Lions are favorites by minus three over under here at 46 and a half. Oh, you go first. Got so much to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, obviously the Lions, you know, put on a clinic last week, um, you know, on Saturday night and we saw them, you know, kind of just tear down the Broncos. It looks like everybody is on the same page. Rookie Sam Laporta, three touchdowns last week. You got to be impressed by that. On top of that, you got Gibbs getting 100 yards and two touchdowns on 13 touches. You have Goff throwing five touchdowns. It looks like they're all in the right place right now. However, Minnesota's defense definitely offers a little bit better of a pass rush, I believe, than Denver. Um, So I don't see Goff having that kind of a game that he had last week against this defense, especially one that's familiar with him. I will take the Lions in this, but that three-point spread is close. I, I think that you know, the Vikings could really make this one a game. Yeah, you know, I think the Vikings have a lot to bounce back from. I was I, – I sadly, I'm, I'm in Florida, as everyone can tell, by this nice background. It's not fake. So I was doing some traveling, and that, that Vikings game was really tough. Uh, yeah. I was watching it with the family. Not a good time for me, watching 24 points get put up in the fourth quarter and overtime, and our defense just kind of implode upon itself. Yeah. That being said, I am going to lock in Minnesota this week. I did like what I saw from Nick Mullins. It wasn't the prettiest, but Addison over 100 yards, JJ getting 70 yards. He's able to move the ball downfield. The Lions don't have the best uh, secondary in the NFL. We have two solid offensive tackles in Brian O'Neill and Christian Darisoff. We can just give Mullins a little bit of time. I think that we can end up winning this game. And I do think that our defense and Brian Flores is looking to bounce back after what was ultimately an embarrassing loss costed by them. There were also a few mistakes. We had a fourth and inches that we didn't convert on and things like that. So there was a lot, but I will say that I think our defense is going to be the thing that shines. We're two and four at home right now. Let's make it three and four, because if we are somehow able to win the next three games and the Lions lose the next three games, two of which are against Detroit, we can win the division. We're we're still in contention. December, you know, a little divisional battle that ruins someone's playoff chance. We see that every year. Not saying it's happening, (laughs) but it's always a possibility, and I love the thought of that. But let's keep this moving along because we we got an ugly one in this one when the Washington Commanders make their way to New York and take on the Jets. Jets are favoring this by minus three, over under here of 37 and a half. I can honestly say I I don't care about this game. This will probably just, be one of the one of the quicker takes of the day for sure. I, I'll go Jets. Uh, the defense, you know what I mean. If there's a team that's going to get a bunch of sacks, it's it's going to be them. And Washington's giving up a, a ton. And I, I don't no, know. It's I yeah. gotta say, there's one stat I found I just that maybe that left me flabbergasted. Was really that there have been 14 games this year where the Jets either score zero touchdowns or one touchdown. 
And, you know, we went to a game where they scored more than one touchdown. So we know that outside of that one, it's a very minimal few of games where they're actually having offensive volume. Um, I personally am starting the commander's defense this week. I think it's a favorable matchup. I think that it's, you know, late December, New Jersey, it's going to be cold. I'm expecting, you know, Zach Wilson to continue his trend. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, the Jets can win this game. But I will oppose you with the commanders because I think that, you know, at this point, the Jets are out of the playoffs. Commanders are out of the playoffs. Commanders just always start doing weird winning stuff in December. And I don't see that for the Jets this week. Yeah, all right, four New York teams. Let's keep this moving along to the Seattle Seahawks making their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Seattle's favorite is by minus two and a half, over under here at 41 and a half. Seattle is coming off of a huge win uh, where Drew Locke led the game-winning drive, which was absolutely impressive because it was over the NFC defending champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to lock in Seattle in this one. The Titans have been fun. Will Levis uh, looks like he could be the future for this team. I but ultimately, I just think Seattle's offense and defense is a little bit better. They play a little yeah. bit more consistent, and that's what I like in this one. I like Seattle, too. Um, I, I, you know, Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, it's one of the more, um, you know, volatile things in December. It's like that guy is going to have a 5-8 and eight record, and he's going to make the playoffs by the end of December. Um, the thing is, Seattle, I mean, they're fighting for it. You know, obviously, you know, they rallied around Drew Locke last week, um, you know, with Geno active and still a scratch. Something to keep in mind is, you know, who's going to be the guy going forward? You have Drew Locke have two great games in a row. Geno has been dealing with an injury. Um, but give me Seattle. I think, honestly, you step Drew Locke in here. They have three amazing receivers, a great O-line, and a great running back. Um, last week, want to just point out, everybody knows, 20 touches for Henry. 15 scrimmage yards. Nobody's ever done that before. So I do expect him to have a good game, but give me Seattle. You got to go with Seattle on this one. Uh, you are right, though. Derrick Henry will have a bounce back game. That was an unusual stat line that was yeah. out there. So let's let's not get worried about that. But if you have him in Dynasty, you might want to trade him after this season. All right, yeah, let's move this right along. We have a battle of the state of Florida. The Jacksonville Jaguars make their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favorite in this one. Minus one and a half. Over on here at 43 and a half. Baker Mayfield last week put on a show. Is only the second quarterback in NFL history to put on a perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field. The only other quarterback to do that there is Aaron Rodgers. So that's a fun stat line out there. Yeah, and, you know, the first visiting quarterback, too, I mean, you got to say to yourself, I know Baker's on this one-year prove-it deal, but if, you know, we're looking at the end of the season and these guys have won the division, what are you going to do? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think that Baker, favorable matchup, definitely a more favorable matchup than if Trevor was in for the Jaguars. So give me Tampa. They're at home. They're gunning for their division right now. And this could be a big wrench in Jacksonville, who's tied, as we mentioned, with Houston and with Indianapolis. So, you know, a loss for Jacksonville here could be huge for their playoff implications. Um, but, yeah, you know, fourth seed Bucks who are hosting a playoff game, whether we like it or not, give me them, baby. I'm, I'm also locking in Tampa Bay. I think what we've seen from Mayfield, he's now really starting to get more comfortable. I thought last week also, Jacksonville, you could see that Trevor Lawrence and that lingering ankle sprain is still kind of there. It's not something yeah. that, like, I'm, a, I'm not worried about necessarily in – the long term of the season, you know, I think after next week will be a little bit better. But for right now, I am a little bit worried. The Bucks still have a solid defense, albeit their passing defense isn't the sexiest. They have a solid pass rush. And Devin White came out this week after being a healthy scratch. And he doesn't quit. And he's going to be back this week. I think he'll be starting for them. And 
That makes me a little bit worried. I think he's going to be flying all over the field. I think he's going to be a little bit angry. Let's keep us moving along. So we have another toilet bowl game. And the Arizona Cardinals made their way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are favored by minus four and a half over under here, 43 and a half. Now the Bears were a ball in Darnell Mooney's lap away from winning the game. And then it, it, it popped right out. What are your thoughts going into this one? Yeah, I got to thank the Bears for uh, letting uh, you know, Cleveland win and hitting the last leg of my parlay last week. That was stressful. But I got to tell you, if one team that's favored by four and a half that I do not trust as far as I can throw them. It's the Bears. And I'm absolutely not taking them this week. Arizona underdog, put them with Indianapolis, honestly, and you'll have a great weekend. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray's playing well. It doesn't really seem like they're trying to tank, you know. So um, the Cardinals, I, I believe they just have so much you know, more volume on their offense. I see like Trey McBride and Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson getting involved. I just don't see anybody outside of DJ Moore being a threat to the Cardinals' defense. So, yeah, give me AZ. I also like Arizona in this far. I think that Kyler is going to do just enough to sort of throw them off. Trey McBride continues to be one of those, like, really great young tight ends. I uh, don't think he's getting talked about enough for his consistency right now for Arizona. They've been looking for a tight end for some time. They picked up uh, Zach Ertz a few years ago off of free agency. And they also had Max Williams that they drafted. So they've been looking for this guy, and they finally got him. And I, I, I like Arizona. I just kind of trust what Kyler Murray is able to do. James Conner last week, it was against a tough 49ers team, ran the ball really well. So I think that with that combination right there and what you can do with Kyler Murray's legs, I think it's going to throw off the Bears, the Bears team. They're just – Chicago still lacks consistency. You know what I mean? And that becomes the problem with them. But let's keep this moving along. for two top five picks, though. Yeah, which they're happy about. Also, though, just I've seen a report to that note because I'm sure a lot of people out there like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be, you know, drafted by them. There are reports that his NIL deal are going to be worth around a top five pick, you know, 20 to 25 million dollars. He stated he wants to win a Big Ten National Championship. He stated he wants to beat Michigan. I don't know if he's going to stay. Don't know if he's going to enter the draft. But there's a possibility. So that might affect what Chicago does in this upcoming draft, which will make it they trade the number one yeah, pick or the sure. number five pick. It'll, it'll shake up the draft a little bit. So this will be a little bit interesting as we go forward into the offseason uh, to pay attention to where some of these college guys, are they sticking around or are they coming to the NFL? All right, but let's keep us moving along. So we have the Dallas Cowboys making their way to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favoring this by minus one and a half, over under here at 50 and a half. Now these are arguably the two – top question mark teams yeah. that have done so well this season because of who they've won against and who they've lost against mainly the teams that don't have winning records throughout the year. So what are your thoughts on this one? Tyree kill might be back for this one should be back for this one. Yeah. You brought up a good point. You know, how many weeks have we talked about these teams, you know, kind of all their losses are against winning teams. All their wins are against losing teams. Um, this is having a, you know, a week where I feel like it's, you know, their defenses are a little bit, uh, looser than we think that they are, especially Miami's. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be, you know, a way better scenario than going and playing in Buffalo last week in December. Um, you're playing in Miami in December. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I will say the 50 point over under, I will take that as an over for sure. Um, because these teams are going to be doing everything. If Tyree kill is in this game, like you mentioned, you think he's not going to see CeeDee Lamb on the other side? Both of them want 100. Both of them want touchdowns. They're both leading the league right now with receiving yards. So, yeah, give me give me Miami in this one just because they're at home. 
but I do trust them less against winning teams. So I don't know. This one is tough. This could go either way. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> Dallas to oppose you. I also like the over in this one, and I I'll take uh I'll take Jake Ferguson over seventy yards on this one Ooh. comfortably, just because I don't think that they'll have a, a defending linebacker to go against. I think they'll be able. You know, Jalen Ramsey against C.D. Lamb will be the matchup to to watch, which yeah. means that Dak Prescott will need to look otherwhere uh, elsewhere. So also, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Gallup has like an over fifty yards kind of day. Ooh. So just. Just two bets to think about while you're out there. Sadly, Florida, I can't do any online betting. I'm in Miami, which is upsetting, but it's fine because I can live vicariously through all of my friends. I'll say what I said last week about the Cowboys, and I'll just say it again. I do trust their defense a little bit more than Miami at the moment. Like, if you're telling me if push came to shove on a third and five, which team is going to get the sack? Is it going to be Bradley Chubb or Micah Parsons? Yeah. I'm going go to go Micah Parsons 11 times out of 10. I'm sorry. It's just he's too good. So that's where I think they're going to end up getting the edge. That they're able to keep consistent pressure on Tua. It's going to make their lives a lot harder. But I love the over in this one. I think it's going to be a big scoring game. And it is on Christmas Eve. So I'm hoping for like a gift of like, let's see like 80 total points, please. That would I be would love... you know, just so cool. All right. Yeah, but let's keep this moving. That this could be the Sunday night football game. Before we get into the Sunday, I do want to mention it... that this should have been the Sunday game. <laughs> this should have been the Sunday night football game because the Sunday night football game for Christmas Eve. Is the New England Patriots making the way to Denver to take on the Broncos? Broncos are favored in this one by minus six and a half, over under here of 34 and a half. Now, the Patriots are done. Broncos are coming off of an embarrassing loss. They're still in contention to win the division and make the playoffs. I'm locking in Denver in this one. I just don't like what we've seen from the Patriots at all. And despite the inconsistency from Denver, they're at home. Yeah. It's Sunday night football. They they'll have a bounce back game. They they're I think five and six in their five and one in their last six games or along that line. They'll bounce back. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, Denver. They like you said, they're still in it, and the Patriots are not. I'm not calling Bill Belichick a quitter or nothing, but he probably won't be there next season, and they're definitely getting him for the best pick possible. Bailey Zappi did a great job last week versus Casey. I got to give it to him. It seems like Hunter Henry's the only guy he likes to throw to, and he makes Hunter Henry look like Bob Gronkowski. However, um, outside of that, you know, Denver, so, you know, they are, they need to bounce back after that loss last week. So I, I will take them comfortably in this with no questions. Awesome. All right, let's keep this moving along because we have the Las Vegas Raiders making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Again, the Raiders are coming off of a massive 63-point scoring game against the Chargers. That being said, it was against the Chargers with no Justin Herbert. So what are your thoughts about this one? Yeah, you know, the Raiders have me so, um, you know, confused. Like, you just scored 63 points, but I don't love your matchup. Um, playing in Arrowhead, it's going to be tough. Give me KC in this one. Um, you know, easy. I think that this is just the point where they need to consistently just keep winning. They, they don't have any room to mess around. Um, this is a divisional opponent, and Right now, you know, after dropping two LS4, they got to get it right. So give me Chiefs. Yeah, so the Chiefs are 2-2 two and two in the last four games and a win coming up uh, against the Raiders. Now this was – I just want to highlight Rasheed Rice, who's just been slowly getting better and better and Absolutely. better as the season progresses. Currently at 754 yards on 68 receptions, seven touchdowns. It's going pretty well. It's looking like the, the wide receiver one. Obviously, he's not the real receiver one for this Chiefs team. It still belongs to Travis Kelsey. But his best game of the season came against the Raiders just a few weeks ago. Eight receptions, 170 yards, and a touchdown. 
I do expect him to have a big one. I expect the Chiefs to win. Excuse me, everybody. And I think this is going to be absolutely their game. Kansas City's been getting embarrassed the last few weeks what they've been able to do. Yeah. This is a bounce-back game. This is a team that you've beaten up on over and over and over again. Yeah. This defense for the Kansas City is pretty solid. I expect them to walk away with a big win and for Mahomes to finally have a Mahomes-looking game that we just haven't seen for quite some time this season. Yeah, Mahomes is 10-1 against the Raiders, so I'd be very shocked if they're able to you know pull out this win. But you got to give it to Antonio Pierce. I mean, he didn't he didn't let them quit once last week. Um, you know, sportsmanship through the roof, sixty-three to seven. That's how we do it. Probably should be their new head coach, considering the last time they had an interim head coach do really well, they opted not to hire him. I think now that they're doing uh, this again with an interim head coach doing pretty well, maybe hire him. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not Davis, the. I'm not part the of the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just don't do it. It's not that hard. All right, let's keep this moving along because we have an NFC East showdown when the New York Giants make their way to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Can the Giants give you a win, buddy, on Christmas Day? Can that be their gift yeah. to you? It's a tough one. I'm I'm gonna say no because you know we don't always get what we want. Life's not fair. But I will say I hope that they can make this a game. The Eagles. I mean, I I forget who was saying it the other day, but somebody was just like they are making too many mistakes. Like consistent, consistently putting themselves in bad scenarios. They're getting all the way. I've heard Jason Kelsey talk about this all year. They get all the way down to the red zone just to kick field goals. Like they're not getting things done unless they're tush pushing it in. So mm-hmm. I think the key really is, you know, the Giants need to keep the game close. They need to use the pass rush. They need to show that their defense is also what carries their team. Um, obviously, this is going to be a tough one for Tommy DeVito. Um, you know, he's got to play the Eagles twice out of the next three games. Um, you know, the Giants are still typically in the playoff hunt, but the Eagles, I mean, after kind of dropping, you know, under the Cowboys for the first time this season, it's getting a little real for them. So I, I will take the Eagles in the link and it kills me to do so. Yeah, I also sadly have to go Philadelphia. Look, they're on a three game skid and they haven't scored more than 20 points uh, in that time. The thing that really worries me, um, I know that uh, Tommy DeVito will be back for this one. But another big injury like that, and you saw what happened with the Giants team. They just yeah. couldn't move the ball whatsoever against New Orleans uh, after he went down. Uh, Dexter Lawrence wasn't participating in practice as of Thursday. Neither is Evan Neal or Xavier McKinney. A lot of it's illness and ankle injuries. But like these are the these are the things that you start to get worried about. I think that Philadelphia is kind of like, man, three game skid. Let's beat up on the Giants team. I think this will be a little bit closer than people expect, though. Um, the Eagles the Eagles haven't been playing the same that they have been. They've been making more mistakes. We saw them at practice on social media. You can see currently that they're back to fundamentals with certain things, which is interesting to see when you're like this late in the season. Yeah. Um, if there's a time, though, for the Eagles to bounce back, it's, it is going to be now. They're currently the fifth seed in the NFC. They were the first seed just a few weeks ago. They dropped out of that in an instant. So they, they got to start to bounce back. Now that they won't make the playoffs, it's really hard in the NFC for them to not make the playoffs. They would they'd literally have to lose out every <laughs> single game, and some other teams need to win every single game. But to go from first to fifth in just a matter of a few weeks this late in the season is worrisome. This is not like the 49ers early on, you know, in week five through eight where they hit that skid. You know, we're we're in week 16 now. This is your weeks 14, 15, and 16 where these – or 13, 14, 15 where these weeks have really mattered and have been affecting them. That's not what you want to see come into the playoffs. This is a get-right game for the Eagles. Let's throw this in. 
what is by far the best game of the entire weekend, and it's our Monday night football game. We get a good primetime game this weekend when the Baltimore Ravens wake their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. So this is a Super Bowl rematch of the Harbaugh brothers from a handful of years ago. How are you feeling in this one? The Ravens have the best defense in the AFC. The 49ers have the best defense in the NFC. These are two high-powered offenses. There's a lot to talk about in this one. Yeah, and San Francisco, I mean, like you mentioned, they were struggling in the middle of the season. We are not talking about them like that anymore. Um, Obviously, the Ravens, you know, they had J.K. Dobbins go down, Mark Andrews go down, and Lamar still seems like he's getting everything done. Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell down went down. That was- <laughs> I was going to say, I just I was thinking about it, and I'm like, they are just losing guys around Lamar, and he continues to play better. Now, you're going to have to play at your best. Both these quarterbacks, like you mentioned, the toughest defensive matchups for quarterbacks by, by far. But when you have two guys like this who have the weapons that they have, I'm expecting a lot of offense. I'm expecting Christian McCaffrey and Gus Edwards both to score. Um, I would say I like Debo yards on this one because I feel like Ayuk is now being man-to-man with the top corner. Um, but I would have loved to see a little like Kittle-Andrews battle in this one. However, the defenses, like you mentioned, are really the key. You've got both two of the best linebackers in the leagues, running those Roquan Smith and Fred Warner on each side. I'm expecting either this to be like a 24 to like 28, like comeback win from one side, or it's going to be like a 20 to 17 field goal game. I'm expecting like just it to be close the whole way. I agree with you. I'm going to go actually like Christian McCaffrey, no touchdown this one. I think Roquan Smith Ooh. is a man on a mission for this one. He knows that CMC is there. They're tried and true scorer, and he's going to do everything he can to keep just Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone every time they're within uh, yeah. the red zone. They're they're dialing up the run. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a random bet out there like that again. I can't bet in Florida, yeah. but I'm thinking about it if I could. And that's one of the ones I put there because I I do think uh, Roquan Smith is that good of a linebacker. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Um, just because to go against the grain of everybody else out there, I do think that the Ravens have a great team. I think this is like a Super Bowl potential preview that we're looking at right now. Am I would I be surprised if the 49ers win? Absolutely not. They're at home. It's a Monday night football game. You want to list some of their top players? Let's list them. Chase Young, Devon Hargrave, uh Nick <laughs> Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Rock pretty. These guys are the all pro team best. as their team. Yeah. Like they just have guys that are great in their group. So I'll go, I'll go Baltimore, go the underdog. I like this defense. And I think what we've seen from Lamar Jackson this season is what everyone wanted to see. We're seeing a lot more passing. He's not relying on his legs when he doesn't have to. He's moving around the pocket a lot more. And I think, you know, we're talking about all quarterbacks that have gotten paid this offseason. Only one stands still. Currently in week 16, that's Lamar Jackson. Look, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson all got paid. Two of those guys haven't played the majority of the season. Yeah, and so, you know, I got to say, I'm going to oppose you. I'm going to take the Niners just because, you know, with all of the weapons they have, they are officially, you know, fixed. Like, all the things they were dealing with, the defensive struggles, the injuries, everybody's there, everybody's healthy. Brock Purdy is playing like Joe Montana. Me and Sean were saying yesterday – who is going to be the crazy man to say that? The guy who literally caught more balls from Joe Montana and has four shoe pole rings than anybody. So I think when you hear Jerry Rice talking about Brock Purdy, you realize he's more than a game manager, despite the fact that he's the second year, whatever. It's like he has an honest chance to win MVP, win the championship this year. It's funny for me because I have both of these teams at different times in Super Bowl tickets. I have the Ravens at 12-1, and then I have the Niners at 9-1. to 
But, you know, you got to go a little AFC, NFC. But I will take the Niners in this one. They're at home. It's going to be, you know, they got the, the Ravens got to travel cross country for this one on Christmas, um, you know, but they're probably going to try to show up and show out for their families as well. So I'm expecting a huge game from this. You know, there's going to be any time touchdowns galore in this one. So, yeah, get to cap it off with yeah. a great one. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I just want to say one thing about the Brock Purdy MVP thing. I know a lot of people like he has all the all pros everywhere, and he does. But like, I mean, if you build a successful team, people take the the pay cuts, like George Kittle, yeah. and they they work their contracts around. They're willing to stick around because they know that the team is super successful. Like, does it suck that Brock yeah. Purdy has all these weapons and Justin Herbert doesn't? Sure, yeah, sure. of course sure. it sucks. But am I that's mad he's being coached by Kyle Shanahan getting thirty points a game? Yeah, like. <laughs> That's yeah, like these things – look, it's a great system. It works for him. I understand. I, I wanted to go to yeah. Tyreek Hill. I think that the MVP needs to move away from the quarterback position because it's just yeah. so entrenched in there. But I think the logic of, well, he has all these other players surrounding him that make him look better. Like, I'm sorry, last time I checked, this is a team game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I thought agree. this was 11 versus 11, not 1 versus 11. So, yeah, if he has a great surrounding cast, you have a great surrounding cast. It's yeah. like Alabama. Why do they win? Why does Georgia win? They have a great surrounding cast of players. Yeah. That's what that's and what the 49ers did. Put it they can't on record that I am a CMC MVP over a Purdy CMC, even though I respect it if he wins. I gotta respect it if yeah. he wins. But I mean, to think we we don't want so the quarterbacks many... here. I just saying either. All right, yeah. it's time we start looking elsewhere. Yeah, we want we want the CMC MVP. <laughs> All right, all right. That's all the time that we have, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the holidays with your family. And for those not celebrating, just enjoy the time off. Get to relax, unwind, watch some football, watch some basketball. No need to go to work for a few days. It's the best feeling in the world. Enjoy it. Have a great time with your family. As Sean said, enjoy three straight days of football after a great Thursday night football that we had this week. Week 16, only three weeks left. Make sure to follow while we're getting all the playoff content and everything getting going. But it's always Just Saying Football on YouTube and Spotify. Get us in your ears. And Just Saying with no G on Instagram. Keep updated with what all our postings are. Thank you guys for checking us out. Enjoy.